0: Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Hello, podcast listeners, Amy Irvine, CEO and owner of Rooted Planning Group. I am excited today to be talking, and I say that tongue in cheek, by the way, excited today to be talking about the breaking news on student loans. So before we go there, I want to give a shout out to a winery that a friend of ours actually referred us to that's on Seneca Lake called Billsboro Winery. The winery itself is a, the way it's described on their website, is a classic European style wine for large and small and everyday occasions. They do have some unique wines that are blended, some Cab Sauvignon and and Syrah, Syrah blends. They also have some uh, blends with their roses, which I always find unique in the summertime. Again, they're meant they're on Seneca Lake. You can go to their website. That's com. That's com. You should probably make a reservation when you go there. It's a pretty small winery. Brett and I visited there and got their charcuterie board. Uh, if you're a uh, chocolate lover as well, you can go there and get their chocolate complimentary uh, pairing. Of course, I did not do that. I just stuck with the wine and the chartreuse board due to my chocolate allergy. Nonetheless, we hope you enjoy it. And if you're not from the Finger Lakes area, you can always go online and explore uh, how to buy, where to buy. And... Come visit the Finger Lakes area. Now back to the topic of today of student loans. So you may recall back in 2020, uh, during the midst of COVID, student loans were put on pause. Now that meant that you didn't have to make payments if you had what was considered government loans, which was plus loans, direct loans, and subsidized, uh, subsidized and unsubsidized under the direct umbrella. For people that had some older loans, um, they had to, with what are called fell loans, they had to continue making payments. They didn't fall under this program unless they consolidated. Well, last week on Friday, uh, the Supreme Court blocked the Biden administration's bid to cancel up to $20,000 in federal student loans. Now, with the Supreme Court's decision and um, recently negotiated debt ceiling bill, interest on federal student loans will start accruing on 9-1 and payments will begin in October. Well, sort of. And I'll explain why in a moment. But in the meantime, here's what you should do now. You should log into your student loan provider and make sure that your personal information and balances are accurate. Uh, as an example, one student loan provider at Financial changed their online system several months ago. Making it even more important to check your account. You want to make sure all of your information is updated because there are some things that you will need to opt back into, such as auto pay. There are still several ways to cancel student loan debt, including income-driven repayment and public service loan forgiveness, and um, among others. I'm going to post a couple of links both in our newsletter as well as in the show notes for you to read some additional information on if you'd like to. The administration has proposed a new income-driven repayment proposal We'll still be monitoring all of the progress of these as they develop because that may not be ready until later next year, but we'll give you some details on it. Just as a reminder, Parent PLUS loans are not eligible for income-based repayment plans. They are, however, eligible for income-contingent repayment. So we use the initials IBR and ICR. So income based repayment would be IBR and income contingent repayment as ICR. As a reminder, those parent plus loans, if they are included would within that ICR would need to be federal direct consolidation loan and the borrower would have needed to enter repayment on or after July 1st of 2006. This consolidation loan may be uh, able, able to qualify for uh, public circuits loan forgiveness, by the way. <clears throat> and to clarify, ICR is the type of income-driven repayment plan. It's, it, it is a type of income-driven repayment plan, as is IBR, but ICR is the only one that the parent plus loans are eligible for. That's not to say graduate loans, uh, you know, aren't eligible for other, I'm saying parent plus loans. So one of the other things that we'd like you to start thinking about right now is putting together a budget that would include those payments when they do restart. One idea is to you know, put money in a savings account. So start acting like you have that payment if you are already doing that. If you are impacted, it is important to uh, you know dig into this a little bit more to see if you could benefit from income-driven repayment plans and any student loan forgiveness and make that, you know, start that budgeting process for the repayment. One thing that we do want to mention to you, an organization that may be beneficial to you if you're not working with a company like us is an organization called Tisla. You can find them at freestudentloanadvice.org. Betsy and her team are amazing on the website, at least in my experience. On the website, she mentions that she offers free, fair, free student loan advice. And in my experience, she's been very helpful to people that I've referred to her. One other thing that I wanted to mention to you, uh, earlier I mentioned that the repayment starts in October and I said, well, sort of. They're actually offering a one-year runway for borrowers who can't start making payments in October. So there is a little bit of leeway And I did mention to you that there is a program, a new program that is being offered Uh called SAVE. So under SAVE, which stands for Saving on a Valuable Education, it's going to replace The existing repay. So that's revised pay as you earn program borrowers on repay will automatically get the benefits of the new save plan. Now, one of the benefits of that plan, it will calculate your monthly payment based on the income and family size, just like repay. But the save plans provides the lowest monthly payment on any of the income-driven repayment plans offered. So when you look at how that is calculated, it would go from 10% of discretionary income down to 5% discretionary income. I'm going to prov- provide a link in the show notes, but uh, right from the uh, free student aid website. So it's uh, studentaid.gov is the actual website. But here's kind of the highlights. The new plan, um, save, as I mentioned, increases the income exemption from 150,000 to 225,000 up the property level. So when we're calculating out what, uh, income actually gets included for a see, for a, if if you have a loan and you're single and you're earning 32,800 or less, or a family of four earning 67,500 or less, then you probably um, we will will not have. Let's see. Probably borrowers are any more than that. Um, will we'll probably see the least, save the least per year compared to those other current uh, income-driven repayment plans. So I know that probably is confusing. Uh, We're a little bit confused on it as well. So we're gonna keep you posted on some of these changes, especially in the month of August, as it leads up to much of this putting being put in place. One of the things that the plan also eliminates is 100%. This is a big deal, by the way. The plan eliminates 100% of the remaining interest for both the subsidized and unsubsidized loans after a scheduled payment is made under the save plan. This is a really big deal. So if you make your monthly payment, your loan balance will not grow due to unpaid interest. That's huge. The save plan excludes spousal income for borrowers who are married and filing separately. This change removes the need for your spouse to co-sign your IDR application, by the way. Again, big deal. So if you are already enrolled in repay or if you signed up for, the repay plan now, you will automatically be put on the save plan once it becomes available. The application for the new save plan will be available this summer. So it's not available. Yeah, this is new. Um, Certainly if you sign up for the, on the website, on the um, studentaid.gov website, sign up for their announcements so that as soon as it becomes available, you'll know. Uh, That's something that's really important, but you can sign up for the repay plan right now and it will automatically be switched to you. If you're already... Already on an income-driven repayment plan? Check to see if you're. This is why we said earlier it's important to log into your account. Check to see if you're already on the repay plan. You can log into your studentaid.gov and go to your My Aid page, scroll down, and view your loans if you want to. Each loan will list a repayment plan. If you see that you are. In the repay plan, that means you'll automatically be switched. Now, most of this information, again, that I'm talking about is coming directly from the website. I'm, I'm really regurgitating the information that they're putting out there. They have a great uh, sort of calculator on how much your estimated monthly payment will be under the save plan. I thought that was pretty interesting. So as an example, they give the save plan calculates your monthly payment amount based on your income and your family size. So I was mentioning earlier that if you're making $32,800 a year and you're single, which is basically about $15 an hour, your monthly payment will be zero. If you're making more than that, then it probably will save you at least $1,000 a year compared to other IDR plans. And again, I mentioned that earlier. As an example of what I was just saying, if you're you know a single person and you're making 60 k your monthly payment would be $227 or in that range. Uh, is the estimate. So if you're a family size of four and you're making 60K, then the payment is zero and a family size of five is the same. If you're a family size of three and your income is 60K, then it'll be 34,000. Uh, so, you can go out and uh, look on that website. Like I said, I'll put it in the show notes. It can give you some good information oh. to to read a little bit more about. They're also uh, in the process, um, as it mentions on the website, they're in the process of launching the following changes to the income-driven repayment application and the process this summer. So. New integration with the IRS to access financial information so that you, once you apply for our an IDR plan, you'd be able to provide approval for secure disclosure of tax information so it will automatically feed to them. This saves you time because you don't need to manually provide any income or family size information for your initial application or recertification, which is where a lot of people got themselves into trouble. They didn't realize that they needed to recertify. So they weren't providing the information that they needed to, and there would be some automate, automate automation that would be included as well. The end of interest capitalization when a borrower leaves um, the mo- leaves most of the IDR plans as of July first. Unpaid interest on your loans won't be added to your principal when you leave an IDR plan, except in the income-based repayment plan where capitalization is required by statute. Again, a big deal. Um, that's something that's a big deal, in my opinion. And they're redesigning the application so that it will only take 10 minutes or less. So hopefully that will speed up the process. Um, these are important. This is important information, I think, for a lot of people to have. And um, we will... Keep you posted as we learn more. As I mentioned, we are dedicating most of August on this podcast to planning for college, paying for college, information about college. And although that might not directly affect you, we hope that you'll still tune in and listen to some of the information that we have available because it might affect somebody in your family and we'd love for you to share it with them. Thank you so much for listening today. We realize this podcast may not affect every single person that's a normal listener, but I bet you know somebody that it will affect and we hope that you'll uh, forward this to them so that they have some information. And if you have a few moments, we'd love for you to rate us on iTunes so more people can find us like you did. Uh, as a closing, we want to shout out to TJ Mian at Mean Media. We certainly approach all the fixes and faux pas that he corrects and the blending that he does during the podcast. Reproduction, I say, instead of production, because I feel like he spends so much time with my ums, my ahs, and my oops. Thank you, TJ. And we hope everybody had a wonderful holiday.